As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Welcome to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. This is Justina Page, your podcast host. Hey guys, it is Friday and y'all know what day it is. Of course you do. It's that day where I bring in my special guests to share their thoughts about one of my purple thoughts. And I am tickled pink to have a real dear friend to me with me today. Hey y'all, we have Debbie Blaney Ward. Hey Debbie. Hi, Justina. So nice to see you. Yes, exciting to have you back again. Um, Debbie just has a heart of gold, and I love her so much. And I'm more anxious to hear her thoughts. But before I do, I want to just reintroduce and share a little bit about her. Debbie was burned 70% of her body at the age of seven. Debbie has 62 years of experience as a burn survivor and has conducted her life to help other survivors through their struggles with recovery. What a blessing. Through her own struggles, she has a strong connection with her credits him with her abilities to be an ear, a shoulder to cry on, or just to listen as others relate their story stories to her. So important. Debbie is strong in the burn community in Nova Scotia, Canada, as head of the Nova Scotia Burn Support Group, secondary slash treasurer for the Canadian Burn Survivor Community, an affiliate member of Canada Skin, as well as Global Skin. Debbie credits her strong faith in God for her strength and endurance while going through health issues of her own. What a blessing, Debbie. And it's amazing to go back and just have a heart to help others. It has to be. Somebody has to do it, Justina. And I know you're just as powerful in the burn community as I am. Yeah, yeah. It's something about our experience that that moves some of us to go back and lend a helping hand. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, Debbie, when did we first meet? How did we meet? We met at a World Burn Conference, and I think it was around 2006. Now, I don't, I don't remember when you had your accident, but I met you just shortly after you had your accident. And we just talked, and a friendship started to form, and you started your podcasts and whatnot, and I became a follower of yours and have been, and we meet up every chance we get. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we remember it. Yeah, it's been a while. We might have met in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. It could be Cleveland. I was at Cleveland. and Yeah, um, yeah I remember that. Just uh, so kind. Um, Debbie also blessed me to... Uh, invite gave me an invite to come to Canada a few times and speak so that was exciting and I enjoyed it immensely and I'm always available by the way shameless plug 
<laughs> always available to come to Canada. I, 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 honestly, I honestly really enjoy your conferences. It's just something intimate about it. It's really nice. It, they're small and uh, it gives you an opportunity to meet just about everybody. And um, we do have another conference coming up next year in June in Calgary. So if you're looking for speaking opportunities or whatever, um, I can put your name in the hat. I'm not on the board or anything, but I can sure put Throw it in, in the there. Hat. Quick, quick. <laughs> <laughs> I had not been to Calgary and my husband's been to Calgary and he told me how beautiful Calgary is. So I would be very interested in that. Throw it in, throw it in. Okay. Back to the podcast, guys. We just had a little business meeting there. <laughs> anyway, uh, on a more serious note. So everybody knows I'm crazy about purple. So I call my thoughts, go figure, purple thoughts. If you had a choice of color for your thoughts, what would that be and why? Well, today my thought would be purple. Yay. And I, I've chosen that color. Uh, simply because of the events that have um, recently affected my life. And, oh, I, wow. and I associate the color purple um, with church clergy. Uh -huh. they, they wear the purple robe. And so with uh, my health being what it has been the last six months, I find that I'm doing a lot more praying and whatnot. So um, I would say my thought is purple. And my purple thought, if you would like me to tell you what that is. Yeah, go ahead and read that for us. If I'm so much like my grandmother, I love and am excited about giving. Yeah. Anything, money, Time to anyone. God loves a cheerful giver, and I try to be a cheerful giver. My grandmother was a giver. She um, was very um, crafty and handy, and um, was very involved in her church, and uh, would give of herself in that way. And wow. with with me, I find I am the same way. If I have something and somebody needs it, then they can have it because they need it more than I do. And um, with the burn community, I give a lot of my time to survivors, um, be, it, be it hospital visits, uh, a phone call, a text message, wherever I'm needed, I go. And um, I devoted my life to helping others. Um, I think that's because of the fact that being a child survivor, you're helpless. Um, you're, the decisions are made for you. And as an adult, oh, wow. I, I want to be able to help somebody have a clear definition of what they're getting into before they make that decision to whichever way they go. 
And so wow. that's where I give is of my time, uh, not so much money. I don't have a lot of money, but I will give what I can when I can. Yeah. Well, and with this move I just made, um, I donated uh, like $5,000 worth of materials to a school that's teaching children how to sew. And I had wow. this abundance of material, so I just gave it to them and said, don't charge the kids for this. Just give it to them to use and teach them a craft that they might be able to use down the road. Yeah. Well, you know what I find, Debbie? It's not all about money. People judge themselves as givers um, sometimes because they have dollars. And really, they're given of their abundance. And I'm reminded of the... Uh, the, the widow who gave two mites and Jesus said she gave it all. So sometimes our time is more valuable, more needed and more precious exactly. than any coin at all. I find it interesting that uh, what you said about your grandmother being a giver, because of course I wrote this purple thought and mm -hmm. my grandmother was a big giver. And I just remember it's like she sat down and figured out what she could do for somebody yeah. just sit down and did that. And I, I, I find myself sitting down and doing that. Mm -hmm. It's really resonating. I, it, I mean, we're in September and my the wheels are turning is that, you know, Christmas is coming up. What can I make? What can I give? Who needs it? Um, there's a, there's a charity here uh, for seniors. Um, that I give to every Christmas. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll make uh, homemade beets and mustard pickles and stuff like that. And um, I, I toll paint, so I make Christmas items. One and I just donate it to them. Whoever you know gets it, it's there from the heart. It's you know, it's not that I ran out to the store and bought all this stuff. This is my time and energy. Yeah. And hoping that somebody else enjoys it as much as I do. So that is uh, such a blessing. So let me ask you a question. For you, what is so exciting about giving? Just what 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 spark? What it? Why is it so exciting? I think it's exciting for me because growing up, we did not have much, and so when I see somebody that less fortunate than I am um, and I can help them out in some way um, it just warms my heart um, and that's a feeling that you can't explain because it's for me it's just natural and, and I, can't say, I can't explain it any better than that that it's just a warm feeling it's kind of like I'm being acknowledged from above that this feeling comes over me. And uh, like, right on, Debbie, you're doing what I want you to do. Oh, uh -huh. you can't get a better feeling than that, like at all. So thank you for that. So uh, that get, um, makes me want to move on to my next question. Why do you think God loves a cheerful giver. Or let's back that up one step. What's the difference between a giver and a cheerful giver? 
I think a giver is just somebody that says, oh, well, I have this, I'll, I'll donate. Okay. Um, a cheerful giver is somebody who wants to do it. And it fills your heart with joy that you're able to do that um, to help somebody um, rather than, oh, gosh, I got to go down to the mission and give them 50 bucks and maybe a couple hours of my time. That's just a giver. But the mm -hmm. same example that say, oh, I'm going down to the mission today and I'm, I'm hoping, you know, people might want to chat or whatever. That's a cheerful gift. Yes. So God, you know, in his word tells us to not give grudgingly anyway, right? So I think that's beautiful what you pointed out and how you separated that. Many for the cheerful person wants to do it. Exactly. The other person feels obligated. So I think that's really, really good. Exactly. So why do you think God loves a cheerful, a cheerful giver? I think God loves a cheerful giver because he knows it's coming from the heart and it's coming from the soul and it's doing his work. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. Amen. Nobody uh, wants anything that they feel like. I mean, if you came up to me and handed me a, 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 a candy bar and was frowning, I don't want that candy bar. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. No, I, I want the one where you're smiling, you're happy, you're waiting to see my eyes light up. You want to do it. And uh, God is the same way. He don't want you feeling like, oh, he going to kill me if I don't. But he wants us to willingly and have that desire. I, I think without God in my life, um, I don't know how I would have made it. I really don't. Um, even today, you know, like with my own uh, health issues, I talk privately with him um, yeah. to help me um, make some choices. And when I have these conversations with him, I know he's there and I know he's listening because of that warm feeling. Yeah. Uh, that uplifting feeling that you get. His presence. Uh, <laughs> He, he's present and he's listening yeah. and, and it's um, acknowledgement that I'm, I am doing his work. In yeah. that way, I'm doing his work. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is, it doesn't get any better to that. No. Than, you, know, uh, you know, early on as a Christian, when I was a fairly new Christian, I didn't have, I wasn't one of those people who had um, I, like any church experience. So I wasn't like churchy when I came in. In other words, I, I wasn't one of the ones who um, just read something and say, oh, okay, because that's what I've been told all my life. I questioned God about his word. I, I wanted to understand things. And I'll never forget when I read the scripture, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I said, now, Lord, that don't make any sense. I love getting surprises. <laughs> I love getting things. Would you explain that to me? So why do you think it's more blessed to give than receive? And then I'll share what um, the Lord shared with me. 
well, I've never really questioned that. I'm like you, I'm not a churchy person. Um, I just know in my heart what I feel. But I think, I'm like you, I like to receive too. (laughs) (laughs) What most of us do, right? Yeah. And so, but because we like to receive, somebody has to be the giver. So maybe we're not the giver in that situation. We're the receiver. (laughs) So that person is being blessed by giving to us. And then when we do it to somebody else, they get the feel, the the blessing. And and, well, maybe we're getting the blessing as the giver. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, as the giver and not the receiver. But there's times when the other person gets the blessing and we are the receiver. And in both cases, I don't see a negative there. No, it's not. You know what the Lord showed me that I thought was beautiful, that I hold on to this day? In In order to give you have to have already received. Right. So if you're the giver, you're blessed. You're more blessed because you've already had, you've already been blessed. So I I think that would help us, uh, you know, and as you're tuned in and listening, don't be afraid to be the giver because the giver has, you can't give what you don't have. The giver is already in the place that they're dishing out to the other person. So I think that's beautiful. Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting statement made by the Lord. So that brings me to something else I want to ask you. Do you think you have to be unselfish to be a a giver? Or how does selfishness play into being a giver or not being a giver? I think everybody has a little bit of selfishness, but to answer your question, I think you have to be unselfless in in order to be a true giver. Um, <clears throat> just just giving from the heart, um, giving what you can and when you can is so important. Um, yeah. Whether it just be an ear to listen to somebody's sorrows or. Um, a teenager on the street that's struggling that you you hand them five dollars or whatever you're doing it unselfishly and uh, and that again brings you back to what's coming from the heart you see you see that person struggles and you're to what is yeah so so true you know um I think about uh, the word, the scripture says, give, and it should be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over in your bosom. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think we have to remember, too, that when we give time, when we give love, when we give patience, when we give money, we're really storing up for it to be packed up on ourselves. You know, um, one of the things that stood out when I went through my tragedy, you know, when my house got burned down, when we lost our son, when 
uh, Benjamin and I were severely burned. People um, came and showed up in such a powerful way from all across the states. I had people flying in, people donating, people doing all things. But prior to that, I had been a giver. And so I finally came to a time of need and it was like the world responded. So I know that principle really works. So, you know, we want to be givers. We want to be cheerful givers exactly. so that we can get the blessings um, that we need in our time of need, because you're not always on top. Sometimes exactly. there's occasions where you're the one that's going to be in need and you're going to want a cheerful giver. <laughs> to come to your rescue and they help you out, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Debbie, do you have any other thoughts about this Purple Thought before we close? No, I I think we pretty much covered it, Justina. It just, um, I just find that his strength gives me strength every day. Well, that's a blessing. And that is truly a blessing. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't know where I would be without God in my life and, and, and the path that he led me to, um, I would not change this path for anything, you know, there's, you know, um, it's been a hard struggle. It's been a long, a long path. Um, but I haven't come to the end of that path yet. And when I do, I'll let you know. Well, I'm, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Debbie. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, like I said, people have to have something to believe in. And yeah. I believe in the Almighty and what he has done for my life. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, what you're saying reminds me of something else. And it's talking about giving. God said. Uh, the scripture says that for God so loved the world that he did what? Gave <laughs> his only begotten son that whosoever believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What if God wasn't a giver? <laughs> what if Jesus wasn't giving? Exactly. We'd be in a world of trouble, wouldn't we? And it also says in the Bible that he will not give us more than we can handle. So when when you have those days where you think, really, is this not enough? (laughs) You know, there's more to come. Yes. Amen. I'll tell you what, that's, it's been delightful having you on Debbie. Thank you for your perspective, for your comments, for your wisdom, and just sharing your heart is truly delightful. And guys, (laughs) I pray if you are tuned in, those that are tuned in rather, that you've enjoyed this particular purple thought that Debbie shared or any of the other purple thoughts that have come across the broadcast. Uh, we are over 400 purple thoughts in now. Just <laughs> amazing. Um, uh, and that's God. So anyway, if you're enjoying this, guess what? There's more from where these thoughts are coming from on the podcast. You can run over to Amazon, pick up my uh, book, Building Hope with Purple Thoughts 2022. Proceeds going to my nonprofit, the Amos House of Faith. Thank you so much for tuning in today and be sure to tune in next time for more of Building Hope 
with purple thoughts. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.